The Providence College Friars. Top for the crossover. The Big East. The rest of the college hoops world. Setting the screen. Dunn twisting his way in. This is the Providence Crier Podcast. With your host, a PC grad standing in at four feet tall. He is the Providence Crier himself, Mike Surratt. Welcome everybody to a special episode of the Providence Crier Podcast. It's an emergency podcast because the Friars just took down Xavier. 65-62, Jared Bynum with the game-winning three with 1.8 seconds or whatever it was left. And PC gets revenge for the Colby Jones game uh, from last year. Walk away at the Cintas Arena, 17-2. and uh, BLC, what a game. We just had to do an emergency pre- uh, pod after this. There it is. No other it way. is. It's past my bedtime. I'm a notorious early sleeper, but you have to record when the uh, the blood's flowing and the adrenaline's adrenaline's high. What a win! This uh, that may be stating the obvious. This changes the trajectory of the season. I think even even um, even the most optimistic of Friar fans thought you know maybe we'd come back down to earth a little bit, and you know we probably still will. But a win on the road against a nationally ranked Xavier team um, changes the trajectory of the season, in my opinion. Now we are in my eyes, a legitimate threat to winning the Big East, a legitimate threat to being a, you know, top five ranking in NCAA, one, one to five, one of those. Um, and it just creates, you know, heightened expectations for the team. So I am so fired up. Uh, it's just such a great win. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think what this PC team has been able to do all year, really, for, for the most part, I would say, is get out to a fast start. And um, they've done that on the road a lot this year. And tonight was no different. Um, they jump all over Xavier to start the game, up 12 to, to three to start it. Defense turning into offense. Friars were great in transition all night long. They played great defense, I, I want to say, for about 30 minutes of the game. There were some lapses there, especially in the beginning of the, of the second half. Um, but, man, just a gritty, gritty win. Like, We've talked about this ad nauseum at this point, how this team can build a lead and then the other team will come back, yet PC just shows their resilience and just keeps making plays and keeps playing. Tonight was no different. Like, Xavier's down the entire game. I believe their first lead was 2 nothing, And, you know, they regained the lead at 62-60 with um, about, like, 50 seconds left off of Scruggs 3. And I, I, I'll admit, BLC, I was nervous at that point. I, I thought, I thought we were done in by Scruggs. Yeah, I it's I tweeted during the game, and it's like I've never seen a team that's so different than the team the year prior. Like 
throughout the entire season, when a team makes a run on us, we just stay calm, cool, and collected and just make a counterpunch of our own. And we did that throughout the entire game. Some national media writer said something during the game that was like, you know, Xavier's trying to make this close and trying to pull away and Providence just keeps coming and it just keeps coming downhill and keeps scoring. And it's like, it's a testament to the veteran leadership of this team and how many scoring options we have. It's like, if it's not, you know, if it's not, well, it wasn't Watson tonight, but if it's not Watson, it's Croswell, it's Forkler, it's Durham, it's Bynum, it's, it's everybody. It's crazy. Um, yeah. We got a really legitimate team on our hands and you were to like look at the box score today and, and like uh, just say, Hey, Providence scored 65 points and Watson scored zero points. You probably would say we would have lost by like 15 or 16, but our team is just so well-rounded. It's just like such a pleasure to watch them. Yeah, for sure. And, and let's get to the box score here because you had mentioned Watson plays 18 minutes, zero points, two rebounds, four fouls. He, he did have a block. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think Xavier, you got to give him some credit. I, I thought they did a really good job doubling him every single time he touched the ball. And, and there were good doubles too, like tough to get out of, um, tough for him to get out of, you know, the double team. And he, he was, he didn't, I don't think he had a turnover, but it just seemed like they were just swarming to him. And then you couldn't really create offense off of that. Yeah, so they deployed like we were we were uh, at the game against Virginia when the the Friars lost, um, and they deployed something really similar. As soon as Watson touched the ball, he was doubled, so it was hard for him to be effective. Um, I think like you know it, this is a great win, but a, a, a teaching moment for Cooley is we got to find other ways to get Watson involved if he's you know getting doubled because he's he's not really contributing on the boards that much. He, he's not do, he's not really helping defensively. We need to find more unique ways to get him touches. And I don't know, you know, Cooley gets paid the big bucks and sort of his staff. So maybe they'll find some unique ways, but he's too much of a weapon to go over in a game, um, regardless of who he's playing against and what their defensive strategy is. But who cares? We win and we have Croswell who can step up in his absence. Yeah, Croswell, another good night, uh, 10 points in 25 minutes, play a little bit extra this time uh, with Watson in foul trouble. 10.6 rebounds, five of eight from the floor. He also had a block. Um, you know, the two main stars, if you want to talk about scoring the basketball and making big plays, Al Durham and, and Alan Breed were, or excuse me, not Alan Breed, Jared Bynum were massive in this one. Um, Durham with 22 points, shot five of 16, so not great there, but once again, gets to the line and this time was just butter and when it counted too, 10 for 10 from the free throw stripe. Yeah, it's it's really incredible. And like, you know, at some point we need to, we'll probably get into this in a little bit, but I'll, I'll start now. It's like, at some point these wins aren't lucky. We're just good. We're just good at the end of the game. Like, it's a testament to Cooley's end of game coaching. He's has a, he has a fantastic record when games are what, five points or less, something like that. He knows how to coach at the end of game when things are tight and our players execute under, you know, under pressure. And you know, metrics be damned. This is a good team. And, you know, keep, keep doubting us because this team's going to continue to prove everybody wrong. And I'm, I don't want, I don't want any national media to hop on the bad bandwagon. It's too late. It's too late. We don't want yeah. yeah. Yes. Just like cool press conference, right? When he got introduced as PC coach, uh, yep. <laughs> don't, exactly. don't be late. Don't be late. Don't be late. And anybody who jumps on now, it's too late. I think we're going to get a lot of uh, casual fans after this game. Um, but Hey, 
got to give credit to Xavier too. That's a good team. I think they were, you know, our defense, our defense hurt them uh, from deep. They were what four of 18 from deep uh, Kunkel and Johnson just didn't get going at all. And they were our assassins from deep. Yeah. Kunkel and Johnson, they combined. Go 10, o of eight. Yeah. Exactly. O of eight. And listen, like, you could say it's they didn't have a great shooting night, but there were a lot of times where Manaya was closing out on that. Manaya, by the way, he's he's just the unsung hero of this team. He is just incredible. Um, there were a lot of times where we were closing out hard, and it was affecting their shot, even if we weren't blocking it. So our <laughs> our defense is just great, and even when we score only sixty five points, the other team's scoring less. So it's just yeah, I'm I'm kind of at a loss for words. It's incredible. <laughs> Yeah, so let's get to Bynum, though. We got to give him props. Obviously, yep. it's the game-winning shot. He has 16 points uh, on 6 of 12 from the floor, so a good shooting night from him. Also had four assists. Um, once again, he just – and not even not even talking about the three-pointer. Um, it was his only make from three of the game is one of two. Um, but his ability to find his spots and, and change gears in terms of – picking the spots of when to drive hard, when to kind of slow up, then drive hard. Like he's just, I, I think he's really, really confident right now. And it's funny. He has that turnover. I, I believe PC was up um, one 61, 60, right? Or no, yep, excuse yep. me. Um, it, well, they're up one and Kunkel gets the steal on him and it leads to that uh, uh, Scruggs three to take the lead. 62-60, and, um, you know, out of that, he was pissed. You, you could tell he was pissed. He was, like, devastated. I was kind of worried. I was like, uh, like, I don't know if he should be out there. He looks, like, like very, like, frustrated w- with that play. Yet, there he was, man. Like, they get the re- – Nye gets the rebound, quick outlet to Durham. He's driving. They got numbers. It's two on two, but, like, guys are leaning one way, and yeah, uh, Adam gets the, gets the ball does a nice up fake and then gets a very clean look from three. By the way, it just shows how confident it's a great point. It shows how confident he is to, you know, there's less than five seconds left game on the line. He has the confidence to pump fake set himself and then drain a three. And as soon as you saw that release from his hands, that was bottom. I, I, yeah. I thought it was good. I, I was a little nervous, but that was good. Um, but yeah, I mean, in just circling back then to your point about, Xavier, um, Johnson, Kunkel obviously don't get it going. And they played heavy. Uh, Kunkel not so much, but Johnson played 25 minutes and was 05 from the four, 04, only added uh, 04 from three, only added two rebounds and three assists. Um, yeah, I, like even Colby Jones. Colby Jones had nine points, but he was definitely frustrated by Manaya, who had a cu- couple nice stuffs on him. Um, oh, yeah. And he only took one three. And he was one on one. So like limiting the shot, the looks that they got was huge. Um, and really like their entire offense, that game was just Nunji and Kunkel. <laughs> That's really what it boiled down to. Nunji and Fremantle, you mean? Or, no, no. Nunji and Scruggs. It was Scruggs yeah. driving and, and uh, uh, kicking out. And, um, and Nunji was obviously a beast. F- 15 points, nine rebounds. Six of nine from the floor, three blocks. Uh, he impacted the game both defensively and offensively for the Musketeers. But yet, their offense was literally just Scruggs and Nunji. <laughs> yeah. Fremantle, <laughs> actually, 
Fremantle actually started getting going in the in the second half. He had, he finished with twelve points on, and he was efficient, six of eleven. They have a good. If I were them, I would. Um, you know, we're we're not a super fast team, so I don't know if Fremantle and Nunji would work against most teams, but they're a good tandem together. They're a good four or five together. Um, Xavier's going to be fine, by the way. They're a really good team. Um, I'm really impressed with them. That's just that's an incredible road win. So I was just okay, maybe. Do you think Xavier will be fine? You really? I, I do. I really do. I think. I, I do too, but like, I just think if if you're if I'm a Xavier fan right now, I'm just thinking about the how the last three years have ended. Yeah. And you don't want to go down that path again, but I mean, obviously they've set themselves up pretty good this year. So. Um. I I think. I think the thing that's hurting them a lot is similar to like a lot of other teams I've seen. Hall, they just don't have a true point guard. Like yeah. Scruggs, Scruggs isn't really a point guard. He had, I think he had a fair amount of assists tonight, but like a lot of his assists were kind of, you know, frantic. Like, you know, he was about to pull out of bounds and he found some guy that was cutting. Um, they don't have a really a true point guard to set the table. And I think that's hurting them a bit because they do have enough weapons. Um, yeah. So should we talk a little bit about the metrics, my friend? Sure, let's do it. All right, so we went up. I, I heard. <laughs> yeah, we we are now at forty six in Ken Palm. Oh wow, big boost! Not really. Not not really actually. Not really. <laughs> so we so we were eight and a half point dogs. And by the way, if if you were to if you were to bet against Ken Palm Ken Palm against the Friars, you'd probably be a billionaire at this point this year. <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah, we were eight and a half point dogs on the road against a nationally ranked team. We beat them by three. And we only move – we're probably going to move back down after some games tonight, too. We move up 10 spots. That's that's a little bit crazy. And I hate the uh, – let's see the uh, – where's the luck metric? Here we are. Still one. We are number one. Um, yeah, at some point, like I said, at some point it's not luck. It's just you know how to execute at the end of games. And um, maybe that's a problem with your algorithm and not necessarily the team. So think about that one. Um, but you also got to remember they are predictive metrics, right? I mean, well, his, I, don't know, his, I guess he predicted how he, his predictions are wrong, though. Like, if you yeah. just keep betting against his predictions, you'd be a millionaire. <laughs> it's true. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, it's at some point you just need to, you know, wash your hands of it and say, okay, this is proving that I need to fix this. Did you want further proof that the media is like waiting for us to lose? That Hasm guy tweeted out, like, Providence's lead, and it was the gift of the South Park guy, and he's like, and it's gone. Did you see what I tweeted back at him? Oh, I tweeted back at him too. Did you see what I tweeted? No. Back at him? no. Yeah, I gave him the Oh yeah, that was yeah, so that was good. I, and I, I, I think I tweeted back at you and him, and I said, "Sorry about the loss." <laughs> Seriously, um, man, just waiting for us to fall. Not gonna happen though. Good. Dude, I, I, I honestly know. like. You gotta think about like. 17 and 2 now, like this is really shaping up to be a special season. And we just, we still have Reeves. I know. Yeah. Also, can we tell Willard that? Can we tell does this win does this win count for two? I think um, it should. I, it, I heard Illinois win uh, over uh Mitch State the other night counted as two without Corbello and, and Coburn. Dude, nobody talks about it. It's like, oh yeah, like oh so UConn went healthy is you know whatever undefeated or whatever their record is they're only lost i don't know whatever it is it's like okay well we haven't had reeves we we lost once to marquette we don't hear us bitching and moaning about that it's like come no, on we've lost by them for a little bit like we've had guys out 
just got to play the game, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just just roll the ball out and play. And I think, by the way, uh, Seton Hall is getting blasted right now. They're down 17 to Marquette in the first half. Well, I mean, barring comeback, serves them right. I, I agree. Like, oh, my God, man. I, I might I might send a little tweet at the end of the game and say, hey, did you are you upset that you didn't play this one at Walsh, Jim? <laughs> um, what else do we want to talk? I guess we'll talk quickly about uh, Marquette. That's shaping up to be a monster game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially if Marquette gets the win against Seton Hall tonight. Um, you know, another top 25 matchup. This one will be at the dunk. Weather permitting, I guess. Um, the storm seems like the real deal. The criers trying to think of ways to get to the dunk. Um, may, may stay, stay at our uh, section 234 buddy's house in Providence. I think that's a smart thing to do. Yeah. I, I, I haven't, he hasn't asked me. I'm kind of just suggesting that. So that might just happen. <laughs> so if we don't, so if we don't have a lot of fans there because of a snowstorm, can we say the game doesn't count if we lose? Because we don't have I fans. I think we can't. I think yeah. we can't. Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, but dude, once again, like we talked about on the last podcast, um, you know, if they could go two and zero this week, like what that does, and now we I got stand- the hard part out of the way, if you will. Obviously, Marquette, very talented team, playing playing. As, as good as anyone in the country right now, but you have to think at home after getting blasted by them by 30 points, you, you would have to like PC's chances here. And now like, dude, like 18 and it is January. Remember the number we always talked about in terms yeah, of the tournament? Yeah. It was like 20. We're like, just get 20, 20 wins. You're in, yeah. in the big yeah. East. And we are, Oh my God. We are now two games away from that. We're three games away from that. If we win on Saturday, we are two games away from that, and it's freaking January. Oh, it is nice. And also, no, no also, bubble, no bubble articles this year. Oh God, this is great. Also, like, so say obviously this isn't realistic, but say the season, say the NCAA tournament started tomorrow, what would we be ranked? To me, if you look at our resume, I think at worst we would be a three seed, probably a two seed. Yeah. Um, our our resume is incredible. No, it really is. Um, but I'm just thinking like AP poll, Slotchy at 17. Uh, there's four teams in each seed. So, I mean, but then you got to include the Xavier win. Yeah. I, I would think that would put them at, at least top 12. So then, yeah, like three seed. Doster tweeted out um, – you know, looking firmly as a top four seed, possibly even higher. So, I think finally people are starting to come around. But like you said, too late. No, too late. Stay. I want you to keep baiting us. <laughs> uh, anything else, man? Uh, no, I'm just so jacked up. I, I don't. I know it's past your bedtime, but I don't think. I don't know when I'm going to go to sleep tonight. I mean, oh, wow. Apparently, Ed Cooley, I'm reading in the, in the post-game press, the ma- yeah, mentioned the luck. Oh, I yeah. love that. That fires me up so much. Oh, man. All right. Well, we are two lucky guys. Uh, Friars, 17-2 and two now. Oh, man. What, what, is that 7-1 in Big East now? 
Seven and one in biggies, baby. Let's go, dude. All right. That's a wrap for Emergency Podcast. Until next time, see you later, Friday time. See you guys. Let's go. Man up in my city, I'm the truth, yeah. David Duke when I'm way up on the hoop, Crossover, I might go to LEU. Heard they sleeping on me, well, let's take them back to school. PC, you know we on go, ayy. Feel like AJ Reeves when I'm off that pick and roll, ayy. Fall down, bounce back like Emmy Ho, ayy. I'm the alpha dog, Diallo. They were sleeping on me, that's what made me a savage. And you see me bumping, so we gon' let them have it, yeah. They don't want no static, we at the top just like the attic. This year we taking over March Madness. Man up in my city, I'm the truth.